0: We're not going anywhere. We love South Africa. We love the, mo- the, mo- the mother city. And we love the people. Uh, yeah, Louise was telling us just how beautiful a place it, uh, this is compared to the other places that she knows. Uh, then somebody else writes, Hi, hey, Clarence. to give you an idea of how long it takes to get a deal with government, with train business, it took Cirrus Rail with the steam trains five years to get a deal with Transnet and Praza. So Coct is going to uh, wait for a very long time, says Eugene Paul. And Solly says... Clarence, can you ask the mayor if the reason national government is not handing rail over to the Western Cape is concerned that they might get it right? (laughs) It's very possible. Solly, indeed, it's very possible. 25 minutes to 9. Barbara Friedman joins me in the studio. The most beautiful city in the world, is it not, Barbara? It absolutely is.
1: And what a gorgeous day.
0: It is, absolutely. It's loving the... And and the reason why we're talking about it, and I'm surprised it has made... Your list uh-huh. today South Africa scored An overall 2.39 Out of 10 uh, The third worst score In the whole wide world When it uh-huh. comes to The experiences of expats
1: Uh I missed it. It's usually something I would have talked about. <laughs> I'll have to go and look it up when I leave and get it up on our site. That, that, that's a Times Live today.
0: Oh, it's a Times Live article. No, it's a Times Live article. India's the I don't worst, worst, Indonesia, worst. Indonesia, second worst. South Africa. Thing. I mean, uh, all developing countries. And I exactly. love India. And I love Indonesia. Oh, absolutely
1: I absolutely love India. Okay, so but what we are talking about is uh, my favourite, Elon Musk. And I'm sorry. I mean, this always gets mixed reactions out there. So, Elon Musk and his site X, formerly known as Twitter. ...is back in the news because the Washington Post is alleging that Twitter, or well, X, formerly known as Twitter, is adding a five-second de- delay when a user clicks on the shortened link to sites, uh, to, to media sites or articles from media sites like the New York Times, Facebook, and other sites that they argue Musk commonly attacks. So they've gone and done their own study and research. Obviously, it's not extensive, Um, They've gone and they've done little tests. There's also a guy who's posted a little real time video on his Twitter where he, on his ex, where he He shows how he clicks on a New York Times article and he shows in real time that it takes five seconds or longer for it to resolve and open the link. For those people that don't even understand what I'm talking about, we, for example, CapeTalk.co.za, we share our article links on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram and places like that. And we hope our users that follow us click on them. But the truth is, is that if it takes more than a certain amount of seconds to open the link, you will uh, 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 users go away. And in fact, Google has even done a study of mobile traffic, which they did in 2016, that found that 53% of users abandon a website if it took longer than three seconds to load. And we know we've got issues with our site loading slowly at times. So I'm very aware of this issue from my own perspective as sure. an editor of Websites, So it's interesting to me that the Washington Post has declared that this is the case. Obviously, a lot of reactions on X, people saying, what a lot of nonsense, it's not true, clear your browser cache, dummies. <laughs> um, it's misinformation, you know, Elon is God and lots of other comments. I don't know. I mean, they have tested it. They have found the delays. Maybe it is just that, like, millions of people aren't clearing their cash. But I just think it's an interesting story because, you know, Elon Musk declares himself a free speech absolutist. Yet his history shows that he isn't. He's probably the opposite of a free speech absolutist because he does attack a lot of sites and a lot of media houses, um, the New York Times being one of them also is constantly at war with Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook um, and constantly slating Facebook, and of course, now has taken to his his uh, feed, also sort of, you know, gleefully showing how threads has has completely crashed yeah. and X is growing. and it just feels to me that it's feeding this crazy, polarized universe online, yeah. which I know you and I probably agree is not exactly. And Healthy. I think New York Times
0: feeling the pinch like other print sure. media and media, traditional find, media in general, and
1: yeah, losing find, revenue to new media. I suppose. But I mean, I love the New York Times. I don't find it this radical left-wing uh, publication. It, it probably leans to the left, yes. But it's very, I think it's good journalism. Yeah,
0: well, return to Maybe revenue like would that. be to undermine the, right. you know, this competing, yeah. the integrity so, of these spaces. Yeah. So whether or
1: not X, formerly known as Twitter, has put th- what they call throttling. It's called throttling when you put a delay on the bitly links, the short links, which means that it takes a few more extra seconds to load the article and open it. It's not good for users. It's not good for sites, um, uh, for traffic. I don't know. Washington Post says it's true. You be the judge. Go out there and
0: test it. Well, somebody says, question on Twitter X <laughs> uh, or X Twitter. <laughs> X, X Twitter. <laughs> Not sure on Washington Post delays, but we're having a uh, free app to use and we complain about it. Ah. I'm just glad that there is no ads when clicking on links. Think how bad that would be.
1: What does that mean exactly?
0: I thought you would.
1: Uh, no, I thought you would tell me. Um. <laughs> Maybe that when you click on links, you often get redirected to adverts. Yeah. I mean, we had a bit of a problem with that at one stage, um, terrible for users, terrible for the traffic, to- terrible for our um, site. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't ever want to be redirected away sure. from the site that you are
0: targeting. Is it like a hijack?
1: It's called inter… Hijack. No, I wanted to say interstitial advertising. Sure. but I, I, There's a word for it, so… Okay.
0: They sometimes sell
1: it to, you know, they sometimes sell it to the salespeople in in websites and maybe the salespeople don't realize what the impact of that is on the actual content creators Mm. and the editorial value. You Uh, you never, ever want something to block um, access to the content piece that you're going because, you know, the, the end of the day, content is your driver. Good content is your driver of traffic. Um, and if advertising gets in the way of that, yes, we all need our advertisers, 100%. But it's got to be done in a way that doesn't interfere with the user experience. Okay. So, yeah, moving on to this story. It's a slightly strange story. Um it's a very much a microcosm of what I think could be an interesting talking point. It's a little town in America in the state of Minnesota, and it's called Goodhue. Goodhue only has about 1,300 residents and a very small police force. But what's very interesting is that the police chief and the staff have been complaining over very poor pay. And the police chief finally, his name is Josh Smith, he resigned as police chief. He was soon followed by the rest of the police officers. So the entire police force of Goodhue has resigned, which at a town meeting, which I mean I think is like quite interesting. But even more interesting is they can't find anyone to fill their places. No one is applying or willing to take the jobs. And I suppose why I think it's interesting is that uh, I mean, they were getting $22 an hour, which they say is very low, and they're getting opportunities in bigger towns, is, you know, people are very vociferous about police. But would you want to live in a town where there was no police force at all? They are saying, yes, um, would you? Uh, uh, the mayor's uh, if saying it implies there is there's sheriff, no crime. Well, yeah, the, the mayor there is saying that there is a sheriff, because you know that in America they have a sheriff's office as well. So there is a sheriff that will, will do call-outs. I just—I don't know why. I just found it a really interesting story. Um, that uh, you know, locals fearing they may find themselves living in in a town with no law, inf- l- law. I don't know if you want to call it law enforcement. I know people don't really want to call it that. But um, yeah, I just—I just kind of thought like. That I just found an interesting story. That is the small town has got no police uh, officers at all at the moment. So they li- literally have no police. And they
0: resign because of uh, the payment They payments. say gotcha. they're, they're
1: replying, uh, resigning because the pay is too low. I actually thought when I first saw the story that they may be resigning for other reasons. You know, because the police are under so much pressure in America. Um, and for good reason in many instances. At the same time, I feel like you need to find a way to have a law... What's the what is a good way to put it? A law sort of enforcement team that is operating in a way that is can respond, absolutely, is responsible and can respond. Um, Because, yes, they have done some some heinous things in the last years that have got into the press. And so I think there's a lot of pressure. around. I also assume there probably is a lot of pressure around being a police officer in America. Yeah. Um, I think in South Africa, too. I think it is.
0: It I think is around not, the world. Thin blue line is. And I suppose is the it, point, yes, yeah.
1: that we can conclude from this is, is it a job you would, you would want? Is it a job you would encourage your child to take? Or is becoming a police officer.
0: In a changing world. In a
1: changing world. Something that is. And a career option that is easy to take. It's a up. calling. I know. It's a calling. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I, I've been, I've been, and there's been lots of visuals coming through about just squalid urban decay in the U.S. And Absolutely.
1: And we did a story. I spoke about it a month or two ago. I spoke about this new drug and about the footage mm. I was watching. And so I find the story very controversial. So, you know, this is a a story which I'm going to talk about now. I mean, would you go on a guided tour of a city's most squalid urban decay? Would you go? Would you sign up for that tour if you were going to a city or if you lived in that city? So a tour guide in San Francisco has put together this kind of tour, and it's sold out. And it's called the Doom Loop Walking Tour. And I think it is very controversial. Um, Tourists curious about San Francisco's urban decay where they have these sections where there are these abandoned shops, open-air drug use, which we've spoken about on this show homeless encampments, now you can go, which I just think is such an awkward, weird thing to do. What are you going to go in a little group and walk around these areas and stare at these poor people lying there in the streets?
0: Walid oh, calls it poverty it porn. Is
1: po- oh, I was going to use that word too, poverty porn. This street-savvy guide, he's fed up with the local action by, the lo- by action of the local government. So he says they will take people on the so-called doom loop walking tour to see the worst of the city for themselves in this tongue-in-cheek ad for the tour he claims you've read the headlines you've seen the tweets now get close and personal to the doom and squalor of downtown san francisco um and he says how can a city with a 14.6 billion dollar annual budget be a model of urban decay and um he says you know Basically, he's trying to show this up, you know, in a country where there is so much wealth that you also have so much decay. And um, he's not a, he's not he hasn't identified himself, but he is um, he's I mean, he's trying to shine light on this. I mean, I think he's taking a you know, if you go to the actual advert, which um, exists, uh, he, he actually it is a slightly tongue in cheek thing. It's called Downtown Doom Looping Walking turn. he but- describes himself. An expert tour through all the worst of San Francisco, your guide is an SF native political junkie and opinionated loudmouth. So I just thought that was an interesting thing. Maybe we can get a tour guide here who wants to do this um, from a sort of a social uh, commentary perspective. Take people walking around the castle down the road here.
0: Yeah, we'll throw in a mug in free of charge as well. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Throw in a mug in free of charge. (laughs) Thank you, Barbara. That's Bob's wire. Look at the things trending on social media.